In this episode, we have Karina Guzman, the land development queen, and her king, Dave Wallace, who have blessed us with their time. Um, so stay tuned for this next episode because we will be talking about land development and everything uh, personal development. Welcome to the next episode of Same Page. We're your hosts, Sarah Simajist. And I'm Linal Simajist. Today, we have an amazing episode um, coming to you. We have Karina Guzman and Dave Wallace, who are back on the show. They were here about a year ago yeah. on the show, um, talking about land development and what they were doing at the time. And we have them back, and we want to have a conversation about what has been going on in the last few years. So, guys... Welcome, and thank you so much for accepting to be on our show. Hello, guys. Thank you for having us again. <laughs> Pleasure. Yes. <laughs> so please tell us, so what has happened in a nutshell in the, in the past year? Because I know that you guys have, have been through a lot since we're very much involved in, the, in, the, in your life and whatnot, um, indirectly. Um, so tell us what, what, has, what has gone on in the past year or so. Oh, wow. Wow, a lot. A lot. <laughs> so, so let's let's categorize like land development wise. Yeah. Um, anything new? Um, last time we spoke, you had you had a TOD um, that um, I know now has gone through the site plan approval or the zoning amendments. Um, any new projects um, in the last year or so? Yeah. So so you're right. So we finished that one uh, that TOD transit oriented development uh, here in Ottawa, Ontario. We got the zoning approval done for that. And just to just to recap with that one, uh, we uh, forced the appreciation incredibly way more than we thought. Actually, in fact, just by so by the changing the zoning. Um, can I give numbers? Oh, like sure. 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 Yeah. So, it was a really cool project because it's it's on a really rundown street yeah. and it's an old street. And we were the very first ones to go into that street to begin the uh, just just collaborating with the city on making the change. And so when we submitted for the zoning approval, a couple of things happened. The city went and uh, realized that the infrastructure, so the water and the sewer on that street were severely outdated. And so as part of the zoning approval, they um, they basically volunteered, essentially for a better, lack of a better word, they volunteered to upgrade the service to the entire street yeah. wow. so that we would uh, kind of be able to go and do our development, mm -hmm. but also would encourage others as well to go and develop those and it was pretty it's pretty nice because the um the planners were like well you guys can go and do some more on that street you know we're like yeah, yeah. although everybody knows now everybody knows the secret's out right the secret's out yeah. right yeah. publicized on the on the news of course yeah. and then the big sign goes up on the street so the whole neighborhood can see right yeah. so it's not it wasn't a secret anymore um, but that was a win, right? Because that alone is an incredible, uh, uh, like, help, right, for our project. Uh, it saves us a ton of money if we ever were to go and develop this thing at the end. And then also, it allows us to go to the next step, which is the site plan approval. Um, but instead of us trying to have our civil engineer 
design the servicing to the lot and to the building, uh, we're going to work in collaboration with the city to use their design for their new infrastructure that they're going to set up. And they've already put it in their budget. It's going to go in construction next summer. So summer 2023. Okay. And, and then we're just more of like in line with them and we'll submit our site plan once they've given us their design. So it's like an amazing collaboration mm-hmm. project with them. And then uh, uh, numbers wise, the project was a huge success because we bought that property for $760,000. So this was right when COVID hit, yeah. right? Like April or yeah. when did we close? Oh, we, we closed. closed we put it under contract in April, 2020, but actually closed in August of 2020. And so we've taken that time to do the zoning change. And uh, it went from 760 uh, that we bought it for, and it got appraised at just a little over 2 million. So that was a really, really nice upside. And then we refinanced it, paid off all the investors, and now we're just holding the asset. Holding the asset. And just waiting for that construction to happen with infrastructure to go to the next phase. So that was the next. It, it was really fortunate for us for the cities doing this. The only caveat is the city puts a hold um, mm-hmm. uh, on the property, right? So now you can't you can't move forward until that hold comes off. But it's actually a very good time. We're looking at um, economics because the the properties around are developing. So there's buildings going up around. You know the interest rates have gone up. So by the time the hold comes off, we'll be out of this downswing and into the upswing. And a lot of the developments that are in the, um, the close proximity to that building are going to be um, half built, almost built or close to completion, which is, so just by association, we are building more and more, um, uh, we have more collateral being built up here. Right? So we're going to have more leverage uh, as, mm-hmm. as time comes close. So once the city puts the services in, we're going to be in a great position because there's going to be a lot of uh, units that are going to be up, they're going to be brand new and, we are going to be the only ones on the street with that type of building sitting very pretty. That's awesome. Um, just before we started recording, we're saying that right now we're August, 2022, it's yeah. not the greatest time to sell, you know? Yeah. Um, so just the fact like the hold may be something that you were going to do anyway yeah. um, and to sell in the future. And you're absolutely right. You know, when, when something goes up, um, everybody kind of has proof of concept that like it works and, and, um, maybe they're going to make money and you have like maybe more direct comparables. Um, so all pluses, right. Um, to, to hold this property as the city um, brings in the services. Cause we know the city tries to not do anything and let's yeah. just- <laughs> totally every single thing. That's awesome. Yeah. It is. It is awesome. And it worked out just complete by luck because as we know, like you were saying, Sarah, the market has kind of gone, uh, has shifted, right? And it's gone a little bit yeah. unequalized and we don't know where it's going. So regardless, us holding it, it's it turned out for the best for now, just to wait it out and see. And that's, that's what I suggest to a lot of people is if you can, I understand there's some people that they cannot, right? There's different circumstances. Mm-hmm. They may have to sell, but if you can hold it, whether you're talking to your investors or just saying, you know, this is, and everybody knows, right. The market has gone a little crazy. So um, just getting that communication with the, with your lenders, if there's the possibility of just holding 
and just waiting it out because mm-hmm. eventually things will go back to normal. It'll, they'll equalize, they'll no more again, you know, mm-hmm. but it's just no, we don't know how long that's going to be. And if you're able to ride it out, I think that's kind of like the best situation. Yeah, you know? absolutely. And, and we brought the same feedback from a, a few builders actually yeah. from one yeah. of our projects. And they're, they're like, oh, if you can hold it off, until next year to sell, it's probably going to be your best, um, your best option. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a, such a great success story. Um, I, I, for, before we dive in kind of like the personal development and all of that, um, I want to talk about your, your subdivision. Um, oh, yeah. That that you, oh yeah. That little thing, you know, that oh. we're working on. Yeah. <laughs> So um, I know the viewers, you know, they want to hear about projects. They want to they want to know what you're doing. So um, tell us, first of all, like how you got this project, if you don't mind um, sharing, you know, numbers um, and um, what you're planning on doing with this um, subdivision. Sure. So um, we got this from a wholesaler, actually. Um, and I had known this wholesaler. So that's why I say to everybody, like network, like talk to everybody, you know, you and I have even sat down, talked about details of lands that work and lands that don't work. Right. Like you want to have these conversations with as many people as possible. This one wholesaler, I had actually spoken like a year prior or maybe even more like a year and a half before. And he had reached out to me. He was a wholesaler and he said, you know, I'm always looking at lands and I just wanted to know what is your criteria. So I had sat down with him and given him my criteria. This is the type of projects that I normally like to get into. And and that was kind of it. So, you know, a year and a half went by and uh, he ended up uh, reaching out and he had this property. So it's it's a really funny story. He had this property um, under con or under a contract, right? So the the purchase price was set and all that kind of stuff, the terms. Um, he had said it so that it was uh, selling for 1.6 million. And this is in Calabogie, Ontario. It's a 90, well, they were uh, actually at the time, it was 95, 95. acres um, that they were selling it for at 1.6 right. uh, with some VTB components. So 80% uh, VTB. Um, I think the interest rate was five. Five mm-hmm. percent, and it was like for as long as you need it for. There was no end period, right. which is great, right? Okay. And I knew of Calabogi because I had been to a development in 2016 wow. and met with the builders out there. It's a really nice couple, and they had inherited this uh, prime land in Calabogi, and uh, they were doing a two-phased uh, subdivision. And it was a very, very successful project. And I loved it. Like, I loved the area. I toured it around. And I just loved it. I was building houses at that time, 2016. We were building custom homes. Like, that was my thing. I had a boutique shop. We were doing uh, architecture, design, build. Like, it was the entire full boutique. So, um, when I met those guys out there, I fell in love with the area and all that. And so, when this one wholesaler told me, I have this 95-acre property in Calabogie and it's the last uh, acreage before it hits Crownland. So Crownland, like you would never see development there, yeah. right? So I was like, I am very interested. And so he sent me all the info. I got my realtor to take a look at like comps and there really isn't like, it's very, very difficult in the land development space. Sometimes you're not even finding comps, you yeah. don't find anything. Um, so it's very hard to price things out. Um, 
but uh, I, I kind of saw the vision. Like I was like, I looked at the zoning. We reviewed it with the uh, the county. The county was super supportive. In fact, they were like, "Yes, we want this." Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, it's really really great. So everything kind of checked out. You know, we did we did the hydrogeological. There's enough water capacity there. Uh, we did the environmental study. You know, there was one hiccup with uh, butternut trees. <laughs> Butternut trees. Butternut trees. <laughs> butternut trees. Butternut trees. I didn't know anything Who about Who would have known? <laughs> Three different levels of butternut trees. <laughs> Three different levels of butternut. So there's, there's good, bad, and really bad. <laughs> Which ones did you guys have? Really- All of them. All of them. <laughs> and we had a lot of them. Also. So, you know, you learn so much, like yeah. every project, right? So, yeah. But, you know, I consulted with the team and they said, okay, yes, we have butternuts, but we can design it in a way where we're minimizing the amount of the impact to them by designing it so that we're not removing as many of them as needed and we'll create it in a way that will allow for that. So we proceeded, but of course, we take all of those things into account. There's butternuts. Yeah. There really ended up only being 93 acres. acres once we looked in it, yeah. into it. So I know it doesn't sound like a lot, but yeah. hey, two acres are gone. Two acres are gone. Yes. Then we realized there was also a wetland. So the wetland itself uh, turned out to be 10 acres alone, yeah. which wetlands you cannot build on, yeah. right? And you need a 30 meter buffer around, around it, it that it's be- also becomes non-buildable. So there goes another good chunk of land, right? So we ended up negotiating it down to 1.2. And when we looked at the amount of lots that we can get, which is around 50 to 60, that number made sense for the area. When we found the few little comps that we could find. right. Um, just having the the county be very supportive of it. In fact, they're the ones that we did a few consultations with them, and they're like, "We hope you proceed with submitting." You know, like, <laughs> are you still thinking? And we're like, "Yes, we're gonna submit. We're gonna create the whole thing," and uh, we put the team together. So when you get into like subdivisions, you need to, especially you know, in the area. I connected with other builders there. Um, uh, surveyors that are out there, engineers that are out there, people that are local and have the uh, knowledge with the county. Yeah. Uh, they have the name, they have their title, they're well known. It's it's a big project. So you want to have like that backing, you know, people that know their stuff. How do you find these um, consultants? Like this is a city that you're not familiar with, right? Yeah. How did you find yeah. them? Well, I connected with the developers first. Okay. So I knew of the that developer couple that I mentioned to you earlier, they had done it. So I had asked them. And also there's um, the cities have a record of all the applications. So we do always go into the database and try to pull out as many similar type projects so that you can go through all the reports and you can see who did them. So that's a great way. But then also connecting with the actual developers themselves. So we connected with that one couple that I mentioned, um, the Calabogie Peaks. Yeah. Uh, so Paul Murphy, a lot of people in Ontario know Paul Murphy. He did that entire development. He was it's very well known in the township there. So he, like, we all collaborate. We all help each other out. We're all talking to each other. And I, I asked them, like, who did you get for this? Who do you suggest? And so forth. I also connected with another developer from Burnstown, which is not far away from us. Yeah. yeah. So she did a very similar development. And her and I, like, she's 
giving me all her contacts and all her references. And she'll tell me like, I use this, this company, they weren't so great, maybe tried them, you know, so it's, it's just a lot of like communicating. And it's great, because then you get to meet a lot of people. Mm-hmm. You know? and, and also, we got contacted by once people figured out that we bought it, then they contacted us and wanted to talk to us about possibilities of purchasing land, partnering, and that in itself started giving us some some local connections and local contacts. So now we got people that dug wells, uh, do paving, um, mm-hmm. you know, we got mechanics and plumbers and everything. So yeah. and, and that was all just from those local contacts that were that were made in, in the start of the project. That's that's so amazing. And you're right, like the power of um, connections, you reach out to one person who connects you to another who connects you to another who, who talks yeah. to this person and then they come to talk to you right um so like yeah. actually one of the reasons past i think we talked about a little bit about um the reasons why we started this this youtube channel but one of the reasons that we're continuing is just getting our names out there right like yeah. well and and just connecting with different people so i love that you're you're just out there connecting with people and um that allows you to build your team in Calabogie, essentially yeah. the nice thing about Calabogie is if you want to meet everybody, you don't got to go far, right? <laughs> They're all at the same spot. Yeah. So, you know, I know it sounds bad. It's like cheers there, right? Yeah. So you show up and everybody knows each other. Yeah. And, you know, you ask one question and it's like, hey, this guy knows it. And then he tells you, oh, you want to talk to that guy? Like, okay. And you start talking to this guy. <laughs> something. And then next thing you know, you've got every connect you need. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and if people know you're your name and you're doing good things, um, then they'll want to work with you, right? Yeah. yeah to continue yeah. Exactly. Um, exactly. So one thing that I know major that happened in your, in, in both of your lives, but specifically Dave, um, in the last year, you oh. retired. Yes. So tell us a little bit about that. What, like, what was the process? Because I know Karina talks about like, um, you know, if you get one project, don't don't retire because a lot of people are like, oh, I made a lot of money and I'm going to retire. Um, so what was that process like for the both of you um, and for you specifically, Dave? And like, what has it been like since then? Well, um, the process was um, it happened very fast. Let's just, okay. just put it that way. It was just one of those things I woke up and said, you know, I'm done doing this. So um, <laughs> we had. We, well, we've been, you know, it's been many years. You've been uh, building the portfolio, working on the projects, moving things forward. And we had gotten to the point where, you know, I didn't have to go to work if I really didn't want to because we had enough projects um, and, and enough properties already that we were managing that gave us the same, if not more, than what we already had. So, so I made the decision that it, it's time to move on and uh, work with the Land Development Queen. And yes <laughs> love it so we you know we, we both have different things that we do um so we have it, different, you know, roles. different roles yeah. um but uh and since i've retired i have been more busy than i was when i was working there you go. I'll so, tell you a funny story so when he was planning to retire he's like we work out in the mornings yeah. like first thing in the morning and he was like when i retire i'm going to work out in the morning and i'm also going to work out in the afternoon yeah. and i'm like, <laughs> You have no idea how busy you're gonna be, <laughs> and he's busier than ever. Yeah, it's it's, it's, it's yeah, it's, it's pretty busy. But now I'm busy doing things that I want to do. Exactly. Right. So now the projects are at our pace. Um, we're on our schedule, and I get to do things that are really interesting and that I like. Mm-hmm. Right? 
So it's worked out pretty good so far. I really, really, I, I suggest retirement to everybody. 